0: right he's standing in front of your very eyes i am the infamous serial killer bury the chopper ah! sorry i've never heard of you welcome to fictional fatalities a podcast where i go over fictional killers in a true crime style in the second episode i'm going to be covering number 66 better known as bury the chopper from the anime series full metal alchemist For this episode, I'm going to be mainly using the 2003 anime for most of the source material. This also exists in the manga format, and also came out again in a 2009 release called Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, which follows the manga closer than the 2003 release does. I watched the 2003 anime first, obviously, so it's my favorite one of them, but Brotherhood is also a good one to watch. If you're a fan of the series, don't forget to also check out the movie, which is The Conqueror of Shambhala. Barry the Butcher first appeared in chapter 11 of the manga series, episode 8 of the 2003 anime, and in episode 7 of the 2009 version of Brotherhood. The Fullmetal Alchemist universe is meant to be a parallel to our own. Set in the early 20th century in a fictional universe in which alchemy is a widely practiced science, the series follows the journey of two alchemist brothers, Edward and Alphonse Elric, who are searching for the Philosopher's Stone to restore their bodies after a failed attempt to bring their mother back to life using alchemy. Using transmutation circles to achieve different results, the fundamental law of alchemy is that to obtain, something of equal value must be lost. Basically, you can't get something for nothing, unless of course maybe you have a Philosopher's Stone. Due to a horrible alchemic mistake, the Elric brothers, Alphonse and Edward, are nearly killed. Edward loses a leg and an arm, while Alphonse loses his body entirely, and his soul is bound to a suit of armor by Edward. It's a lot to take in, but the series is really amazing. The two brothers afterwards set off on an adventure to regain their bodies again, no matter what the cost is going to be. Along the way, they encounter Barry the Butcher a few times. At one point in the series, he's able to kidnap their friend Winry while also guarding the 5th Central Alchemy Laboratory. Barry the Chopper is a supporting character in both the 2003 series and in the 2009 Brotherhood series. He was once a butcher who became a maniacal serial killer. He's a human when he first appears, but later on he's reduced to a soul alchemically anchored to a suit of armor just in the same way that Alphonse Elric is. In his life before becoming Barry the Chopper, he was just a simple butcher working and living in Central City. Over the years, though, Barry became bored with just cutting and slicing dead animals and wanted something a little more lively, so he began preying on men and women around the city. The citizens of Central City were terrorized for years by Barry the Chopper, who during his killing spree killed 23 people. His first victim was his wife. After finally being caught, it was told that Barry was executed by the military for his crimes, but that wasn't true. In reality, we find out that he was actually transferred to one of the military's alchemy labs for human testing. These labs were off-the-books places that were completely top-secret and on an absolutely need-to-know basis. While still alive, his soul is ripped from his body using alchemy and bound to a suit of armor. Barry survives the process and is given the code name number 66, and paired with another soul-bound prisoner called number 48. They are both ordered to guard the Central Alchemy Laboratory number 5 together. In his living life, Barry was a slim and slender man with short blonde hair, but as number 66, he was much larger and intimidating, wielding a gigantic cleaver and a general grim appearance. His upper arms and legs are made out of several long, silver-colored iron plates, while his lower arms are made out of a pair of two plates tied together. His hands are a pair of iron gauntlets, each having a pair of four spikes instead of knuckles, and fingers made of cloth. The middle, ring, and little fingers are fused together, leaving the index and thumb separate. The feet are a pair of leather boots with iron guards on them. His chest piece is formed out of two large metal plates held together by an iron ring, and those are held in place by five leather belts. Around his waist and his left shoulder, Barry has a brown tunic with fur trims. This is tied together by a black leather belt with two dangling rings of iron. The neck is an extension of the torso plates, and those are covered by an iron guard formed by a single long iron plate, and that forms a circle around his sides and the back of his head. The helmet is a composite of iron, facial bones, and some kind of hair or fur put together. The back of his head and the scalp are two distinct metal plates with a pair of small horns just above the eye sockets. The number 66 is written on the left side, just above the cheekbone, and with white long hair protruding from the back. The faceplate is formed out of white facial bones of some sort of unknown humanoid animal. Just in the same way as Alphonse Elric, Barry's eyes are two white lights and his transmutation circle is located on the inside of his armor, written on his neckplate. Barry, in his first life, and even more so as a suit of armor, loves and enjoys killing and scaring people. Barry is shown to be genuinely murderous and taking pleasure in chopping his victims into chunks and enjoying the sight of fresh blood. In one instance, fondly remembering how the full moon's light glistened in a pool of blood. His mentality is further illustrated by the fact that Barry considered that the only proof he needed for his own existence was the the fact of killing itself. He did, however, display certain preferences when choosing his victims, opting for muscular men and curvaceous women. He often reminds people of who he was in his life prior to being number 66 and loves the fame and notoriety he gets when people find out he was Barry the Chopper. In the few instances he isn't able to shock and scare someone, he gets visibly angry and upset. In one instance, like when number 66 shows Alphonse Elric that he's a soul-bound armor with no physical body, Alphonse isn't shocked or phased at all and shows Barry that he's also a soul-bound armor with no physical body. Barry just loves the thrill of the hunt. He feeds on the fear. He was the perfect candidate for human alchemy testing and even more psychopathic and aggressive as number 66. This is someone who was a true predator in the way that he hunted his victims and lured them into a trap. The way he would capture his victims was to dress in a wig and, doing meat deliveries in his refrigerated truck, pretended to be the delivery woman. When he found someone that he liked, Barry would trick them into going into his delivery van and that's when he would attack them, bringing them back to his butcher shop and killing them, disposing of the body with nobody ever linking Barry to the missing victims. This disguise and alter ego allowed Barry to continue killing for several years until eventually being caught by the Elric brothers. As number 66, he lives forever until the transmutation circle, binding his soul to the suit of armor, is broken. He doesn't need to eat or sleep, he doesn't feel pain or get tired. His strength is significantly increased compared to his human life, giving him abilities he never would have been able to achieve before. You can get a sense that the lack of sleep in human lifestyle seems to take its toll on him though, even making him more psychotic. As crazy as he can be, Barry has shown himself willing to be able to help out others such as when he assisted Roy Mustang in breaking Maria Ross out of prison, however this is probably done just out of sheer boredom rather than trying to do the right thing. When Laboratory 5 collapses and it's triggered to explode by characters lust and envy, Barry sees his opportunity for freedom and he flees the scene as the building crumbles to rubble. Rather than returning to the homunculi to be disposed of in the same way number 48 was, Barry decides to disappear into the night so that he can once again wreak havoc on the streets of Central City. We really don't know very much about Barry the Chopper's victims before or after being caught, but we do have the story of when he was caught by Edward and Alphonse Elric. His final potential victim was Winry Rockbell, who was a childhood friend and mail mechanic of the Elric Brothers. During a delivery while disguised as a woman, Barry gets talking to Winry, and while she's admiring his delivery van, Barry takes the opportunity to shove her inside that delivery van and drive off with her and take her back to the butcher shop. Edward Elric, who was already looking for the serial killer without knowing he was actually looking for Barry, is led straight to the butcher shop and that's where he finds Winry. Before Edward can do anything though, he's attacked by Barry, who ties him up and removes his auto male prosthetic arm. Edward is able to unbind himself, and with the help of his brother Alphonse, they capture Barry, and the state military takes him to prison to be executed. This becomes the first big accomplishment for the Full Metal Alchemist in his career, but he doesn't ever see it this way. Barry is taken by the military and reported as executed, but as we know, this didn't happen, and instead he was soulbound to a suit of armor and became known as number 66, which the Elric brothers encounter later again on their journey. In the 2003 anime, while working as a mercenary, Barry is later defeated by Scar, who kills him by damaging his blood seal during battle. When this happens, it causes Barry to blow himself up due to the equipment that he was carrying at the time. With that, that is the story of Barry the Chopper, known as 66. He is featured in the anime and the manga series Full Metal Alchemist, as well as Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It's a fantastic series. I'm a personal fan. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, check it out. Even if you're not an anime fan, it's something you can really get into. He's a minor supporting character in the series, but he's a really interesting one to me. If you'd like more information about the show, you can find the socials on Twitter at Fictional Fatal. You can find it on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictional fatalities podcast. Or you can email directly to fictional fatalities podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, it would really help if you left a review on iTunes or just spread the word to your friends. Thanks for listening.